You're listening to the On The Go With VAO News podcast for the week ending August 26th, 2016. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, a weekly recap of the top headlines from the daily acquisition news. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm Dara Curran, content developer and news writer. Well, it's finally time to start phasing in key aspects of President Barack Obama's Executive Order 13673 on fair pay and safe workplaces, issued July 31st, 2014, and amended slightly this week. And the Department of Labor has issued guidance to assist the Federal Acquisition Regulatory Council and federal contracting agencies with implementing it. Among the order's main requirements are that contracting officers consider a contractor's compliance with federal and state labor laws as part of the CO's determination of contractor responsibility. Contractors are responsible for disclosing their labor law violations from the preceding three years. For prime contractors on solicitations worth $50 million or more, compliance is going to begin on October 25, 2016. For solicitations worth $500,000 or more, compliance will start on April 25, 2017. Subcontractors, however, must comply with disclosure requirements beginning October 25, 2017. The guidance also provides detailed definitions for the various terms used in the EO and the FAR rule to categorize and classify labor law violations, as well as descriptions of how contracting agencies should assess a contractor's overall record of labor law compliance and carry out their other duties under the order. In addition, the Department of Defense, General Services Administration, and National Aeronautics and Space Administration have all published a final rule and guidance amending the FAR to implement the EO. DOD has released a document outlining its future information technology and cybersecurity strategies. According to Chief Information Officer Terry Halverson, the nine-page DOD Information Technology Environment, Way Forward to Tomorrow's Strategic Landscape, is intended as a living guide to the department's technology efforts. Among the goals addressed are laying the groundwork for DOD's joint information environment, improving partnerships with industry, including implementing an exchange program where civilian employees and corporate staff switch places, and simplifying the hardware and software the agency uses to make it easier to manage and keep secure. DOD also hopes to establish an on-premise managed cloud service by the fourth quarter of next year and ensure the funding for cybersecurity is prioritized appropriately in relation to other DOD mission areas, and finally implement the Joint Regional Security Stacks Initiative to modernize the current DOD IT network. DOD is also continuing to work towards its goal of competing 57% of contracts for fiscal year 2016, but it's still struggling to break 50% for any quarter, despite carrying out corrective actions outlined in an August 2014 policy memo on increasing competition. The memo instructed contracting officers not to issue more than one sole source contract for the same work to the same vendor and to diligently search the marketplace before turning to a non-competitive contract. But a number of DoD components face inherent challenges to increasing competition, such as having to select from a limited choice of vendors with required domestic manufacturing facilities, as well as vendors who have the ability to deliver the complex multi-billion dollar products that DoD often needs. The Office of the National Coordinator for Health Information Technology has released a 2017 draft interoperability standards advisory, which is aimed at helping to facilitate data sharing across electronic health record systems. 
The advisory sets forth five key changes, including transitioning the advisory from a standalone document to a web-based resource. So take a look if EHR is something that your duties touch on, and be sure to submit your comments on the draft by October 24th. The Government Accountability Office took a step I think many will applaud when it finally said enough is enough to a vendor who has really seemed to specialize for the last several years in being a protesting thorn in the side on many solicitations that it did not even have standing on. For the next year, Latvian Connection, based in Healdsburg, California and Kuwait City, Kuwait, is suspended from filing protests after demonstrating a habit of persistent and pernicious protesting. GAO noted the firm has submitted a large number of protests over the past several years, 150 in fiscal year 2016 alone, has not had a direct economic interest in most of its protests, has raised legally insufficient challenges and challenged acquisitions for which performance has been completed and no remedy would be available anyway. Additionally, GAO cites only one example of Latvian connection performing on a government contract or having any government business activity other than filing protests. The U.S. Agency for International Development has issued a proposed rule that would add a clause to the ADAR that would forbid agency-funded contractors from discriminating among end-users of supplies or services in any way that goes against the scope of the activity as defined in the Statement of Work. Comments on the proposed rule should be submitted by September 21st to be considered in the formulation of a final rule. The Federal Maritime Commission has proposed a rule to update, modernize, and reduce the regulatory burden regarding its rules for service contracts and non-vessel operating common carrier service agreements. Among the amendments are adding a definition of affiliate to the service contract section to provide clarity and consistency through the FMC rule, accounting for electronic transmission errors, and extending the time period for filing a service contract correction request. Comments on the proposed rule must be received by September 23rd. That's all for this week. If you are a government agency subscriber to the Virtual Acquisition Office website, you can read more about any of these headlines on the same VAO page where you downloaded the podcast. Now, I know you'll all be heading out to enjoy yourselves as soon as possible for the Labor Day weekend, so there won't be a podcast next Friday, but we will resume on the following week, September 9th, so we hope you'll tune in then and see what's new in the daily acquisition news. Goodbye.